you want from me? Your friend, the girl, could have turned me in. Why didn't she? What is it you want? A lot of money? I don't have any money. Say something. Say something. Tell me what you want. Can you get me that ring back? No. Tell her to bring it back. I can't. The police have it by now. What is up, everybody? My name is Jake, and you are listening to another episode of the Rotten Potatoes Podcast, a podcast where four friends sit down and review movies you absolutely should have already seen, but one of us hasn't. And I am here with three of my friends and hosts. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. I'm Scott. And I'm Jake. So so we're all hosts this time? Yeah, and we're all friends. hosts this time. Hosts and friends. Well, the three of us are friends, and all four of us are hosts. Yeah, I'm not a friend of myself, <laughs> as far as I know. You, you have should, a friend in You me. should work on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll talk to somebody about that. Yeah, like maybe a therapist. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like anti myself, but like what I call how can my... You, how can you love other people if you can't love yourself? Too? I'm not saying I don't love myself, but like so it would just, be, it'd be really weird if I was like, I'm my own best friend. You're just kind of mid on yourself? No, I'm not mid on myself. I'm just, I am me. And so like... That's cap. You have to be like... I, it's I'm not me. <laughs> I, he maybe just Scott used the word mid, so I was like, I'm gonna have to say something. Scott else doesn't know what cap means. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you need to riz yourself up a little bit. All right, all right. We're trying to um, really seek out a younger audience with this podcast, <laughs> so we're trying to use the most ridiculous verbiage. Do, do, do kids still say on fleek, or is that not? No, no. God, no. All right, no. you're such for, a boomer. For real, for real. I think so. Yeah, I say for real, for real. So I feel like the kids probably don't. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're we're talking about Rear Window this week. Scott <laughs> cut me off last week. Great movie if we're trying to seek a younger <laughs> yeah, audience. Yeah, kind of the opposite of a younger audience. I bet you kids would like this movie. <laughs> really? So? Yeah. It I has, a, it prefer- has a, a little bit of a don't F with cats vibe, but pre-internet. I think they'd prefer Disturbia. I think, think I think I you song. I think you have no barometer <laughs> yeah, for what kids would song. like. <laughs> I don't think I had a barometer for what kids would like when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> I think that's very true. <laughs> I'm the youngest one of us and I'm the furthest from the, Based on the, the good, the bad, and the ugly pick. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't for the kids, that was for me. Somehow somehow, Jake, you're the youngest of us, but have the most old man energy. That's probably my dad's fault. So, <laughs> so is this one for the kids then? No, they're all for me. <laughs> they're all for me. Okay. Yeah. Everything, everything I do on this show is for me. Is this one for the boys? Yeah, it's for me and for the boys. Okay. Yeah. Just not for you because you're not going to like it. But yeah. this one's not for yeah. the girls. How do we, the boys, feel about this one? <laughs> well, let's hear it for the boys, yeah. you know? Should I talk about my take or how do we do this? Well, why don't you... <laughs> why don't you... I'm 30 episodes we, in. We how to do <laughs> why don't you tell us uh, yeah, why, why you picked it, it why and then we'll this. go into facts and then okay. we'll go into Never Rest. Uh, it is an Alfred Hitchcock movie that I had not seen mm. and it's very famous and I have not met an Alfred Hitchcock movie that I don't like one exception, I guess. I don't really like the birds. But other than that, every time I, I see a Hitchcock movie, I like it pretty mm. well. So I wanted to pick it. I feel like like I've this is the fourth one I've picked, but I don't I don't feel like it's too many. I feel like I don't I can't think of a director who I feel like is maybe as good of a storyteller uh th- at all. You know, like I think like with older movies and maybe what I like about older movies is like you kind of pair away 
a lot of the things we have in newer movies and you're left with, I think like story and that story is either really good or not. And I feel like, like he, he tells a story really well. And so that was why I picked it. I hadn't seen it. So I didn't, I didn't know much about it. Yeah. Was this the second time this year that we were all late bloomers on a movie? It is. And I feel like this is the year second of time this month. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Bless and I you. think this is the, the year of that happening. Like we have, I we think have a couple four more. or five. Yeah. We have uh coming up. We have Dr. Strangelove. We also have uh furious seven looking at our sheet. Uh, the rest mov- of the furious movies. Oh no. Six movies in a row. I have raging seen. bolt. Wait, have you seen furious? Seven? No. Okay. So I was going to say, isn't pretty movies. much every Furious movie from here on out, yeah. we're all late bloomers? Yes. I think, I think we're going to be at like a 30%. I've seen the fourth one, and then other than that, I haven't seen any. So. Yeah, so we have f- five movies just in Fast and Furious that none of us have seen. Well, you know what? I like that. I like that we're, we're uh, branching out. We're branching out. We're branching out by doing 10 Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Like, we, we're on our fourth season, so we got to start, you know, I've only seen so many movies. I've seen all of them. That are, I think that Tyler might have seen all yeah, of them. Yeah, I've seen most of them. I Except mean, this, these ones. This year uh, broke my streak for... Tyler uh, had just as many movies this season that he hadn't seen as he had in the previous three seasons combined. Yeah, exactly. I was talking about you when I, w- I went to visit one of my friends in Hawaii, and they were like... I think we're talking about the podcast. And I was like, he has been buying movies on iTunes since there was iTunes. iTunes isn't a thing anymore. And so he's got... Uh, oh, probably a thousand movies. And I think he's seen every single one of them. It's true. Yeah. I think Have I've you seen every movie you own. Yeah. Multiple times. Well, at least once. Not Most every of them, of them multiple, multiple times. times. A lot of them many times. I would guess at least half of them, at least uh, more than once. Uh, that's probably true. I can't, I won't speak with authority on that. One of I these days we're going to have to sit down counted. and go through and be like, have you seen this more than once? We'll you, put it, we'll put take, it on the sheet. Yeah. We'll put it on the, on that would our, take too much time. To figure to, to go through all of, to scroll it. through all of Tyler's movies and make a judgment about every single one of well, them. We could do it in an afternoon. Yeah, it, but it would take an afternoon. Yeah, probably like a couple hours. Probably. Is that too much time for the tots? Do you not love the tots? I love the tots. I'm just saying, like, I'm 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 not I'm not trying to say I don't love the tots. I'm saying this is a lot of movies and it's very impressive. It's yeah, it's it's not quite a thousand, but it is very close. I think I purchased my 980th movie this week. Wow. So like, uh, and honestly, uh. It shows a fair amount of foresight on your part, getting away from physical media. Thank you. Yeah. That, you know, I, I try, I've tried in my life to be an early adopter, but sometimes it shoots you in the butt. Yeah. Tyler's being, been an early, early adopter with everything. Yeah. And sometimes he's like, dang it. I really wish I didn't do that. Yeah. Being an early adopter is, uh, kind of the worst in a lot of ways. Like you get the worst experience of anybody that's gonna. Oh, totally. Like, uh, we went to go see Anthony Jesselin, like, and he, it was like his first time doing a lot of these, the jokes he was like, so this is like as bad as these are going to be. Right. And that's what being an early tech adopter is like. <laughs> it's totally true. It's like totally you pay, true. You pay more money for a worse experience. Totally. But yeah. sometimes there's like extra rewards that you get for being an early adopter. No, for sure. Yeah. Especially if you're, if you continue to be loyal. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I, I've been on Spotify since before Spotify was available in the United States. I don't know how you say that. Yeah. That was one. I'm not often an early adopter, Wait, but that was one where I was. That's cr- Isn't Spotify headquartered in New York? Maybe, but it I, wasn't originally. I think really? you had to have like an invite or something, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a, a primarily European thing that got brought to the United States. And uh, I was 
I was really early in the beta. Yeah. Uh, the United States. You beta. invited me to it. I did. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I, I even, I might've invited you too. I'm to trying to honest. think like who invited me. I probably me. Yeah. invited yeah, you. Yeah, you probably did. I know that all the Spotify jobs. 2012 was when I started using Spotify. And I was like, and, and I don't we have to use LimeWire anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I before then, all my music before this. I figured. Before then, I was I was a big Pandora fan. But my thing was always with Pandora. Like, it would be so great if I could just pick what I wanted to listen to. Mm-hmm. And then Spotify came to the United States, and I, I was immediately... Yep. Uh, like saw the potential for that. Now, unfortunately, I'm not an early adopter with investing in these great ideas. Yeah, you that should I start seen. investing and becoming. I an really early should. <laughs> I really should. Uh, but like, I was. I had at the same time, at the very same time that I was signing up for Spotify, uh, I had a friend uh, who was like, "You should buy Bitcoin." I'm buying five of them for a hundred dollars, and I was like. That's ludicrous. You are wasting like your money. Hundred each, or were they hundred five? Five. It was twenty dollars each, each. Oh at the time. And uh, yeah, I wish that I was an early adopter on that. From now on, when you're like, "Ooh, cool new technology," gonna buy that. Let me know, and you'll be. <laughs> I'll you'll, be the investor initial in, and then you could be the like uh, person who like uses consumer. It. Yeah, yeah, consumer. Uh, well, do I get any kind of finder's fee on that? If it blows up, yeah. Okay, like a one or two percent sure. or something like yeah. that. All right, deal. I'm into this. Uh, but uh, we're talking about rear window. I really promise, guys. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, all late bloomers on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jake, why don't we start with you since you picked this? Yeah, this is a. Uh um, oh, wait, I'm oh. so sorry. We didn't do just the facts, we though. I'm so sorry. That's all right. I cut. I no. That's I fine. Pitch to you and then cut you off. That's fine. I'm sorry. He's used to it. Um. All right. This was directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, it was written by John Michael Hayes. Released September 1st, 1954. So it's definitely one of the oldest movies we've done. Uh, runtime of 112 minutes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 98%. IMDb gave it an 8.5. Had a box office of $37 million on a $1 million budget. So you guessed it, 37X on that one. Dude, wow. how did you do that math? Uh, <laughs> and then it didn't win any awards, but it was nominated for four for Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and in parentheses it says Color, and then Best Sound Recording. That's crazy. At that- the time, it, there was a distinction between Best Color and Best Black and White Cinematography. That's pretty mm-hmm. nuts that they had that. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I thought I would have, because maybe I didn't do, like we changed a lot of things, but I thought I would have put a note for what this was adapted from if I did the it was, Just the Facts. It this. was from a book. I don't remember what. But I guess I did. Short Story Cornell Woolrich. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm going to guess that's the guy that wrote it. It and is not the name of yeah. it. Yeah. I, I did leave a note though. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So it's based on the, based on a short story. Uh, if I didn't put the name, it's probably because it's this of the same name. Uh, funny bit of trivia about that short story while we're there is apparently I haven't read the short story, but apparently it's not revealed that James Stewart's character has a broken leg until the last page of the story. Oh, like you, you think, I guess you just think he's a creep. <laughs> That's a odd choice. Yeah. Like I, I was thinking about that and I was like, I wouldn't be able to get behind this movie at all if I didn't know he had a broken leg the whole time and was like trapped in his apartment. Like if he was just a creep. Yeah. I would not have been, I would not have been behind this yeah. either. 
Uh, but anyway, Jake, uh, what did you think? First time watching it. So Being uh, <laughs> as, as much of a Hitchcockian as you are. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is a movie that makes me glad that we have this podcast because if I was, if I just chose to watch this, I think I would have turned it off in like the first 15 minutes. I wasn't really into it. I was kind of dreading going into this. And then I don't, maybe 15, 20 minutes in, I think like whenever, when Grace Kelly gets on board with the investigation. Yeah. From that point onward, I really liked this movie. Yeah. Uh, but at first I was like, oh man, this is going to be rough. Uh, I, I'm not looking forward to watching this movie and I'm not looking forward to getting dunked on uh, in the recording. But then after that, I really liked it. I was really invested. Like I was like, I was tense. Like uh, I watched this movie with my girlfriend, but she was like sitting and working and like she like got too distracted by like me talking and being tense uh, with the movie. She's like, I'm just going to stop working and I'm going to watch the movie with you. Cause I was like, I was like talking at the movie. Uh, I was like, like clenched. Like I was into it. I liked it a lot. Zach, what'd you think? <laughs> Zach's <laughs> got a mouthful. A Sorry, Scott, what'd you think? Um, I was okay with it. Didn't like love it. Didn't hate it. I thought it was super predictable. I was kind of waiting for like the Hitchcock moment of like a twist and it, mm. just the whole thing was so predictable. Like I didn't feel like there was a twist anywhere. Mm. Like from the moment that as soon as he walked the woman out of his apartment and you don't see her face, you just see her hat when, when he's asleep. So he doesn't see, but we as the audience see it. I immediately was like, Oh, okay. Like, he did this is going to be a murder and that's another woman that's a different woman and but there's going to be other like i like put it all together as soon as i saw that hmm. scene i don't think like i i thought that as well like there was no doubt in my mind the entire time that there was a murder uh but i was still very invested like i i think i i thought the same thing but it didn't i don't think it bothered me at all yeah, I think the other thing was I was like, this isn't really a movie if there isn't something. It would have been, <laughs> sure. I think it would have been really, like thinking about the opposite of that, I think it would have been maybe a really interesting movie. If it if, was all in his head. If nothing happened. No, I thought that in the middle of this movie, watching it, uh -huh. I was like, it would actually be really. That would have been a bigger twist for me. It, it would have been really Hitchcockian yeah. to be like, yo, he's just stir crazy mm -hmm. but that being said like i was still invested in the you know the the stuck guy trying to solve a murder from his apartment mm -hmm. like i was still very into it zach how about you um yeah i thought it was i thought it was i <laughs> really just it was a little mid for me okay um yeah it, it's funny i i didn't like 15 minutes in jake you said you would have turned it off i was hopeful Enough still at that point, but I think that if it wasn't for this podcast, I would have turned it off an hour in. Um, I wasn't really tense at all until maybe the last like 10 minutes, and then I kind of was last 15 minutes or so. I, I, I thought it was fine, and I've been kind of mid on Hitchcock this entire time. Like, North by Northwest was the only movie that I, I watched and thought, like, oh man, I actually really liked this movie. So, this just kind of fits in line with me. For, for Hitchcock. I'm not um, doubting you, but I thought you didn't like Psycho? No, that was my least favorite one. Okay. Yeah. That, I think that was my only sub-seven Psycho that, or uh, uh, Hitchcock that I did. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I think it's just, it's hard for like, and I, I'm not saying this is horror, but something like, I guess maybe this would have... This uh, would have been suspense. Yeah, like thriller. a thriller. Yeah, yeah. like I, I think like those genres are, are hard to age well. And so... um. 
I didn't, uh, I wasn't too invested in it. I, I liked the creative angle that it took and that it all takes place within his apartment. I thought that was cool and creative and, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have much to say about this movie other than like, I was just kind of whatever on it. Hmm. I thought it was fine. I, uh, Jake, it's, it's super interesting to hear that perspective from you because the first act I was super into the whole time, the whole time, the entire middle hour of the movie, I was like, I don't think I can get through this anymore. Like I just, the, the, the second act for me really suffered. I think they could have made this movie a little shorter. Yeah. And then the third act, like the last, truly the last 30 minutes, like I, I like had paused it, uh, to like talk to my roommate and it was like, there were 25 minutes left and we were talking for a little bit and I was like, I'm just going to finish this. I only have 25 more minutes. And those 25 minutes, I was so tense. Like it's really from the time that, um, that they decide to like draw him away from his apartment and they go to like look up what's in the flower bed and then Grace Kelly goes up into his apartment or I, I might be conflating a couple. Mm-hmm. Of I think things. that is. Yeah. 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 But, uh, that from that moment on, I was so transfixed. I think that was when I was tense. Oh yeah. I was, I was so tense. And, and at one point I was there, there was this, sh- this shot that w- will be burned into my mind as so brilliant for the rest of my life. Uh, because we're kind of split in that moment between the woman in the green dress in the apartment below Uh who's going to kill herself. Yeah. And Grace Kelly, Liza going through, you know, trying to like find evidence. And there's this shot of the, of the, you know, outside the window and they're both in the exact same spot in the window, but two different things are happening at once. Uh-huh. And they're both looking toward Jimmy Stewart's, you know, building. And it was just so well-framed, yeah, like impossibly well-framed. And I was like, I, I literally said out loud, like freaking Hitchcock. Like that is, that is such good movie making because we're intensely invested in two completely different stories about two completely different women doing two completely different things, but showing them in a way that we're meant to feel the same thing about both of them at once. Uh-huh. I, I thought it was just truly brilliant filmmaking. I was blown away by it. Uh, overall, this isn't my favorite Hitchcock North by Northwest. So far as my favorite Hitchcock still, this is going to be a little under that for me as well. Um, but man, that last 30 minutes was like masterful work. And I think like that last 30 minutes of the movie, even if you weren't that into the first bit of the movie is so, so compelling to me that it, even if you didn't like that part, it makes it worth it but to me, I guess like, I know it that does they, to me too. Yeah. Like, like I would like tell somebody like if, if we were halfway through the movie and they're like, I don't like it. I'd be like, I think you need to keep watching. I, I would do the same and I would tell I would tell our tots and I'd tell anyone that I talk to definitely watch this movie know that the first hour at least you're gonna be n- like not sure about it 
but trust me, get to the end. It's interesting because like I agree with you, Tyler, or at least I should say I felt similarly to um, I enjoyed the first act. I was actually pretty invested regardless of if it was slow or not. I did feel like it was a little slow, but it felt appropriately paced. Um, and I felt like we needed a little bit more to work with in act two. We, I needed a little bit more to happen at that point for me to remain invested in the movie. And I agree with you that it feels like, and I feel like this isn't the first time that this has happened with the Hitchcock movie where a lot happens in the last like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I needed this to be a little bit more evenly distributed to like maintain my investment in this movie. But where I disagree with, you both, Jake and Tyler, and is that like by the end of the movie, I'm so minimally invested in this movie. And I know this is something personally with me. I tend to hit a point of no return with movies that like if if I'm if I'm gone, I'm gone. Even if the last bit of it is good, I don't I just don't really care because like I don't want to sit through a movie that I'm not invested in to get to the very ending. I need to be invested the entire time. For so for this movie, I just really wasn't invested enough to really care about the last 20 minutes or so and I did feel a little tense like it, it, it was good it was good movie that was happening but I was just powering through it by that point I think personally I was invested like in the middle of the movie I can see like I can see where we could have shut like uh cut some stuff out I think that that might be a product of adapting a short story in a movie you know like a short story only so much happens in it and you've got to stretch it out to make a movie. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I think that this, I, I don't know if you guys have heard of, I assume you haven't seen Alfred Hitchcock presents. I've seen a few of them. Yeah. I think that that is fantastic. And I think Zach, you might particularly like it uh, because it was a TV show that he ran. I think there's only like 10 episodes, mm. uh, but it was like, you know, like 45 minutes to an hour long stories. And like, he would come in and like talk in the beginning, come in, like kind of twilight zone esque, like talk at the beginning, talk at the end and have these like, stories in the middle um, that were very good. And like, if this was an episode of Alfred Hitchcock presents, I think like, and we, we cut some of the fat out of the middle. I think that this would be perfect. Yeah, I, I could, agree. Like, yeah. I could see that being the case. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have anything to say against it. I would give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. You if know? this was a short film, I think I agree with you. I think this yeah. would be a 10 for me as a short film. Uh, but I, I, but even as a feature length film, I still really enjoyed it and mm -hmm. I found it compelling. Um, and like, I, I don't know. I, I I liked even though I was sure at the end there was going to be a murder. I liked watching them wrestle with is something happening? Isn't something happening? And like just seeing him stuck in this apartment, not able to go anywhere. And like I don't know, kind of relate. Like you know, he like he doesn't he doesn't have a TV. Doesn't even look like he has a radio. And he's used to this like big world of like you know going everywhere, seeing everything, reporting on everything, and like kind of trying to put myself in his headspace and relating and like would I be watching my neighbors and thinking, oh, that guy's up to something, uh, even if he wasn't. Right. Even even though, like, in my heart and in my head, I knew that he was. Uh, like, like kind of trying to, to go along on the ride with him, I still enjoyed. Yeah, I think for me, like, to your point, Scott, I agree that I knew that it, that there was a murder that happened. I think this, I think the stakes for me was whether or not he was going to be caught defenseless, which is what ended up happening or whether or not the guy was going to get away. Me too. Th those were the, the emotional stakes for me. Those uh, two things. Mm -hmm. Like I knew, it, I knew it was really a murder. And even when the cops not believing him, I'm not thinking, 
well, maybe it's not a murder. I'm thinking, oh my God, this guy's just going to totally get away with this crime. That I think was my tension as well. Like I, I think like, and I think, I think I watched this on prime video and the, the description of the movie kind of it maybe does. influences yeah. me be where it said like, he is a witness to a right, murder. Right. And I wish they wouldn't have said that. I, I don't know how I would have felt if I hadn't seen that. Even not reading the description, everything I had been told about this movie before is that a man witnesses a murder. I didn't, I hadn't been told a whole lot about it. And like, I remember, well, like, I mean, I yeah. guess just by culture, yeah. you know, like, cause it gets referred to in other things, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. uh, this'll crack a couple of you, but mostly Zach up. My roommate and I just finished watching, uh, 13 reasons why. And, uh, they, you had already seen 13 reasons why, right? Yeah. Not all of it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had skipped a season and then like half watched another season. So I hadn't watched all of it, but pretty crazy that you watched most of it for a second time. I, I actually really liked it the second time. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Uh, but do we we need to do our 13 reasons why not podcast? I, I kind of want to, although I might be more of an advocate for it now than I was previously. I would be on that, uh, just for, just to be along for the ride. Uh, but, I wouldn't. But in the, even in that, like they they like rear window has like a you know probably a five minute part of like exposition like where they uh, just sit and talk about like ironically these young kids go and see rear window so the kids and then the, the stand youth around do like it the youth the youth <laughs> stand around and talk about it right after so when we were joking about that earlier that that was in my head. Do you want to know how much I knew about rear window? Every time I envisioned it, I thought it was talking about like a rear view mirror of like a, in car. a car. Like I had no clue it was going to be even in an apartment. All right. Fair enough. Scott so I went into it completely blind. That doesn't really engage with the culture very much. No. Mm-mm. No. Oh. Scott is not familiar with the zeitgeist. Yeah. Whatever the zeitgeist I'm is. Not, I'm not the film guy. Scott doesn't know it. I'm just a... Uh, uh, a movie. We're block. all film guys on this podcast, Scott. I'm we not. Ha- no, you and I. We have to be now. Why? Because we all we just sit around and talk about movies. But we, I rate them all bad. <laughs> we've been paid, so we're technically professional film critics. That's true. Thank you, Remy. Yeah. Also, Remy, your money didn't do so well. It now belongs to Carnival Group. <laughs> <laughs> we trusted Scott with putting all your money on twenty three on roulette, yeah, and uh, didn't didn't break our way. Didn't hit. Yeah, but hey. it would have been so cool if it did. Scott is the money guy uh, of us. And so I thought he was going to really turn this into something. Yeah, but he didn't. I thought we were going to be millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> I like of, the way that you said that. <laughs> off of thank your you. 20, millionaires. Remy. <laughs> thank you. But thank you for supporting the show. We love you, Remy. Appreciate you. Uh, and I hope you watch and enjoy Rear Window. Uh, <laughs> Scott, what, uh, what about this? Like you'd said maybe like predictability, but were there any other things about this that just particularly didn't work for you? I mean, I feel like it's just the same stuff that we say about every old movie. Like the main character's way too old for the the female. Like he's practically a foot in the grave, and she's twenty. <laughs> and I think, and like, I liked, I loved the comment that he makes about the the woman in gr- in the green dress. Uh, yeah, he's Mrs. like, oh, he's Hearts. too young. Uh, he's pretty young, isn't he? And I'm like, yeah. no, you're just ancient. That's what I thought as well. But like, that was a problem. 
I but, mean, probably up until only 20 years ago. But I think that was also a thing culturally. Like, you didn't right. want to marry a young man because they didn't, like, have a living yet. Right. Didn't his nurse say, like, you're a, a young man? Yeah. You're, you're yeah. a healthy yeah. young I don't, man. I don't think that James Stewart <laughs> was supposed to be old 40. in this movie. But he was. He, yeah, he, like, he was James Stewart was old, but I don't think the character he was playing was supposed to be an old man. How okay. old do you think he was supposed to be, the character? 30. Probably. Yeah, that's 30. that's what I would guess too. Okay, but I mean, even still today, I'm thirty three. Also, like I don't. He's like a photographer, and he's got this like young, attractive female who is rich who wants to be with him and like support him to like do whatever. And he's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. I think that like, I, like not I about actually that. loved that story. To be honest, I did that too. Part of the story, like 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 him. I don't know. Like he was like pretentious. And like like him overcoming all of that, I like that character arc for him, where like he was like, "You can't exist in my world. Like you don't have what it takes. You don't know what's going on." And then she just like comes in and completely proves him wrong. And like he yeah. he changes yeah in that way. I really I liked that arc. I did for too him as well. How do we know that she proved him wrong? Because she did. Like this is just because she believed is, his fairy tales about a murder. I think this well, is, it wasn't a fairy tale. She also, saw. She saw what little he, like he's going off very little information, and she's in, in immediately like distrustful of that. Like, come on, like you're just seeing things. But as soon as she sees the husband's behavior, even for a brief second, she sees it too. And so for him, it's like, oh, she she actually does see the world as intelligently and as observantly as I do. And I think even if they're both wrong, she shows him like almost like there's nothing particularly special about you. Like I can get in and like I'm doing these things. Like she's going through his apartment. Like she's getting into these things. Like, like I think that like even if they're wrong, she is showing him like, How like, adventurous she is. Yeah, and, and, and taking him down a peg. Right. Where, like, he right. thinks there's something so special about him, but, like, she just jumps right in and does it. Well, and I love the last scene of the movie, to be honest, that, like, she's, like, I love that, you know, we, we the last the last frame, it, like, pans from him over to her. He's, you know, in the chair sleeping peacefully. The double cast. And with the double cast, but sleeping peacefully. He's not a busybody anymore. And she's on his bed and she's reading like a, a heavy book and she looks up, sees he's sleeping, puts it down and picks up a fashion magazine. Like, I kind of love that. Like it showed how, uh, like she's not right for his world. No, 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 no. That no she's she just is. diabolical. No, no, no. I don't <laughs> think either of those things. Not diabolical in the, in a, like a negative sense. Like, but she's able to like Manipulate make him, him think. Yeah. She, she him outsmarted thinks. him, you yeah. know, like, and his whole thing was that she was a dumb bimbo. And in reality, she's outsmarted him and, I, and I, is still able to like enjoy the things that bring her happiness. Yeah. Like she, she is still her. Yeah. But can do the things that he thought she couldn't. Exactly. Like, I think that, like, honestly, when I was telling my roommate about the movie, <laughs> like, most of my take on the movie was really about their relationship. Like, I spent a bunch of time talking about exactly this hmm. in, like, the context of explaining the movie up until the last 20 minutes that he was watching. Like, I actually think their relationship is the most important arc of the movie I agree. 
And, and, like, and I think it's really cool. And I think that that is why I was more on board when Grace Kelly got on board with their investigation, because that's when he starts to show her respect finally. Mm-hmm. And he, he starts to get more on board with them and their future. Yeah. Uh, and like, he understands, uh, like, I feel like he understands her value and like, like his, his value as well. Like, a little bit better. And for the, what was this, 1960s? 54. 54 for the 1950s? Zach and Scott are laughing This a was a very anti-misogynistic story. And I, I think that's impressive. Like, I would like to hear what you guys are laughing about. Yeah, me too. Because apparently I, what, you what disagree. Are you, what are you laughing at, Scott? I'm just laughing because you're having such a good time listening to them right now. And you're like, you're you, as you like are laughing, you're like, you're, even your cheeks are like twitching because you're trying to not smile. <laughs> And I, that's mostly what I'm. I'm not even laughing at what they're uh-huh. talking about. I'm distracted by whatever you're amused by. I think that she maybe did manipulate him a little bit, but like unconsciously. I don't think she's as adventurous as she or he thinks she is. Why? Why? Uh, because I think a lot I of mean, people. She got arrested. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. And I, like gleefully got arrested. And she was going. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you if you let me talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think a lot of people are willing to do things that aren't true to themselves when they're in the honeymoon stage of a relationship because they want to impress the other person and they want to be uh, accepted by them. And uh, maybe they're afraid that they won't actually be accepted for who they are. So they'll do things differently or they won't be them themselves. I think that they're well past the honeymoon stage of this relationship. I like, agree. How long were they dating for? It seemed like they'd been dating for a while to a where she time. was like, why aren't we engaged yet? And yeah. like, like his nurse is like, why aren't you marrying her? Do we know for sure how long that they dated? Because it also kind of seemed like by, uh, yeah, but back also in that back day, then, like it was you like just three months, six exactly, months. Like, you like just like already. if it makes sense on paper, get engaged as soon as possible. I don't know. I had read like to me, I had read that they were in a they place. They couldn't have dated that long because she was like twenty two. Was she only like twenty two? Well, she was twenty four when the movie was filmed. But okay, the actress. But yeah, like, actress I mean, dating for like a year. Are you like? I have, I have, what is the honeymoon phase for you? Yeah, that's, I, I don't know if I agree that it's in the honeymoon because phase. Because, like, because he's ready to break up with her. This and, is not yeah. the honeymoon phase. And she's ready to break up with him if he's not going to commit at this point. And the nurse is like, why haven't you committed? I think any of that necessarily means that they've, definitively means that they've been dating for a long time. But I also definitively, to me, says that they're not in any kind of honeymoon phase. Maybe not. Like this is not like a like a blossoming romance. This is a a relationship yeah. on the rocks. And partly I am kind of just trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. But I don't know if I'm as convinced as you guys are that uh that she can that she proved that she can fit into his world. I don't know like so even let's say Let's say she is faking it till she has made it. No, she not, made not it. faking it, but like maybe like convincing herself that she is cut out for it, especially um, on the heels of the conversation that they have where he said, you're not cut out for this. So she's going to be thinking like, I need to prove him wrong. But, maybe not intentionally, but subconsciously. Like, But even if she that. was thinking I need to prove him wrong, I feel like she did prove him wrong. Yeah, I think she proved him wrong. I don't know. I think that if she's trying to just prove him wrong, but it's not inherent to who she is, that's not that's not actually proving him wrong. No, it, it's not so much that you are not this type of person. It's just that you're not capable of this. And she proved that she is capable of, capable of it. It's not that like, cause again, like they're still in his apartment. It's not like they're off jet setting around the world at the end of this movie. Like they're exactly where they started. 
So it's not that she needs to be something for him. It's that she needs to be capable of something for him. And, that's and a good he, point. he treated her, frankly, like a bimbo. Like, you're just into pretty dresses. Yeah. And, like, I'm broke. I grew up broke. You don't under... Like, he was, he was uh, like, patronizing about her success. And, yeah. like, you know, he was kind of like, you, you can't even do anything in my world. And she proved him wrong that she absolutely can like gleefully getting arrested and like, you know, pointing at the ring, like, Hey, I know you're looking at this. Like, look, I got the ring, you know, like she's excited about getting arrested because it's going to further their plot together. And And like that to me, absolutely proved him wrong. And I think like, even if like, if she was just proving something to him, she took it to a point past what he was comfortable with. Right? Exactly. So like, like he was like, no, we don't need to do this. You're putting yourself in danger. Stop. And she was like, I'm, we need to do this. So like, if it was for him, she probably would have stopped when, when he, he asked, when he was satisfied. Yeah. That's a good point. Scott. <laughs> it's a good conversation. <laughs> I, I I'm also enjoying listening to the pub. I also really do. <laughs> Scott, Scott's our live audience. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> we joke around, we've joked around about Zach being the guest, but really Scott is the guest. He's the producer guest on mm-hmm. this. Which is ironic because we're in Scott's house. Yeah. <laughs> and he does produce this podcast. Although we for were us. all here before Scott. Scott lives here. And today we were hanging out <laughs> yeah, talking. I, I came Scott home to in. all three of them in my yeah, house. Yeah, Scott was the late one today. I asked I asked Jake when you guys opened the garage. I was like, hey, did you tell Scott that you were just going to go into the house? And, and I was like, I think he, he sent them. He sent the meme like sitting in the director's yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah. And at that point I was like, oh, Jake's inside. Yeah, and also like Scott gave me the combination to his log. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But I was just like, wait. I also have ring camera, so I could have looked. I know. I just, I just, I assume that you giving me the combination to your lock means that if we have an engagement and I show up before you, I'm welcome to walk in. I think it's a fair assumption. It didn't bother me at all. I think it's a fair assumption. I just, in that moment, like it was totally natural for me, me and Zach walking in together into this house with just Jake here didn't bother me at all until I heard the garage and I was like, oh God, like, (laughs) is this... Is this going to be awkward? <laughs> yeah. Like I sent a meme about how I went upstairs and sat in Scott's chair, but I didn't. I stayed downstairs the whole time. I just sat on the couch. <laughs> That's funny. No, I do. I I gave uh, I gave one of my neighbors and and you know becoming a a really good friend. I gave him and his wife a key to the house, and I was like, I fully expect one day, like I expect you to use this and I expect to come home sometime, and you guys are already here, like you know. So I do think it's implied. Yeah. Also, I feel like maybe I'm putting too much on Scott here. I feel like even if we didn't have a particular plan and I was in the neighborhood and Scott was like, I'm not home right now. Uh, if I, if I was in your house, if I just texted you like, Hey, I'm coming over. I feel like you'd be okay with me just walking in your house. Yeah. As long as you told me you were going there. Yeah. I wouldn't just like show up and then walk in. on It would be weird if I had no like idea that you were in the area are going to be at my house and I came yeah. home and you were just in my house, but I'm going to do that. it's a little bit i mean we did grow up or not grow up but for the last several years until he died like we would go over to dan's house all the time and just walk right in yeah gosh rest in peace (laughs) but even that like if dan was over if dan was still alive he'd be at dollywood right now and in this case you knew we were coming over because we were recording Yeah. yeah 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 
not not a surprise that we were there, but it was I I panicked for a solid like three mm. seconds. I was I, like, oh honestly, god, this was. I was more surprised that you asked me that than anything because yeah. I'm I'm pretty vindictive. Well, that's what I was nervous about. You know, that Scott would be mean to us. Is that Scott? Sometimes you just don't know. I would have know? like stopped the pod. I'm like, I'm out. I quit. How dare you guys, Zach? Drive all the way back to yeah. Orange County. Jake, drive all the way back to Temecula. Have fun watching the rest of the Fast and Furious movies without me. I'm assuming, even though I quit, you guys keep doing the pod and keep watching my movies—the <laughs> ones that are already slated. Yeah. For and we year. we we bring in a replacement for you. Yeah, and Remy. they uh, yeah, yeah, Remy, Remy Remy has to watch uh, eight eight Fast Eight Furious <laughs> with us in like October. Or no, whatever Fate that of the is. Eight, Jake. Oh, sorry. Fate of the Eight. Seven Fast, Seven Furious. Uh, with us. And he just hates it. Yeah. I feel like you'd like it. Really? Just just out of, like, being a very, like, uh, like gregarious person. Like, very yeah. congenial. I think he'd just... He, yeah, he'd Remy... Be, he'd be stoked to be here. So he'd Remy was a like, bad example. What's the I feel assignment, like, guys? I, I feel like it. at the end... Sorry, this is a, a new idea. That Are we I, coming back to I, Rear I, Window? I, no. Okay. <laughs> Not for at least we're two done minutes. About <laughs> so we, we were, we've we been talking about doing like uh, Fast and Furious 10 or Fast X mm-hmm. at the end and doing it like bonus content, whatever. Um, it'd be fun to just do like a, hey, to, like do like a drawing for Tots to come and watch it with us. And like Remy could be one of the people that come and watch just Fast X. Just Fast only X. one? No, we would probably do like five to ten. Here's the thing. Are we covering their ticket or yeah. is it just for the let's, pleasure of our company? Is that what you want? You want to come hang out with us? You're privileged <laughs> enough to come Scott, watch I'm, this yeah, I'm changing your idea. Uh, okay. Fan meetup. Okay. Uh, and oh wait, Fast X isn't going to be in theaters at that point, is it? Because Fast in X now. is in theaters like yeah n- next, next, next month. month. Next Shoot. Month. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say fan meetup at a movie theater well, and we go watch a movie in December. We still can yeah do that. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Fan meetup in December. That's in December, what happened to your light? Just decided was, uh, to power outage of some kind. Interesting. We had a brownout, but this is still recording. It's still so. recording, so we're good. Um, so look forward to that in December. Uh, we're gonna go to the movies in December and watch something with people. Yeah, we're yeah. We gonna are we gonna talk about it then on pod? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The well, idea I mean, was we, we get closer to December. What the, movie? The idea is well, we would I do Fast know. X. But that's not in. Are we December. gonna rent out a theater? We could do a something? dollar theater. I'm sure it'll be in a dollar theater at the point. You think so? Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Stuff in, is in dollar theaters for like a year after. It's I released. hate going to a dollar theater. <laughs> I haven't been in a long it feels, time. It feels appropriate to this, <laughs> for, this yeah, for, for it to be a for fast us. movie that we're paying a dollar to see. Well, it. And, and also for no, just for the, like, the status of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. RP. Yeah. Yeah. It the feels, only person I feel bad for is Remy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come to Mobile and drive go from Coast <laughs> no, to no, Mesa. No, if we're going to do, no, we're going to do a nicer dollar if, theater. If we're going to do a dollar theater, I want to do the one in Irvine off uh, Jamboree. So we'll make 73. Do not do the one in Temecula. My little sister convinced me to give it a second try. The cheap theater. I I'd never been there, but I was like, it's the cheap theater. I'm not going. And she's like, it was pretty nice. And it was the worst. <laughs> also, it was reserved seating. Even though there was nobody in the theater, I was watching nobody. Cause I was like, Oh, this will be like fun. It'll be like a couple bucks. Uh, I got the one seat with two broken armrests in the whole theater. Were there other people in there too? You couldn't move. I ended up moving, but I was like, this is insane that uh, this happened to me. And like, I was like trying to like, just like 
you know, like show them my ticket and get in. And then some woman is up at the front and it's the first time she's been to the movies. And she's like, so like, how does this work? I pick my seats. And then she like picks seats and she's like, oh, but there's another person. And I was like, why didn't, you didn't know that when you were picking <laughs> seats before? It was insane. This so, is in Temecula? Yeah. Don't, don't go to dollar theaters, especially not the one in Temecula. I went to the dollar theater in Moreno Valley and my seat didn't have armrest. <laughs> that someone tracks. stole them. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. tracks. Yeah, that dollar theater in Moreno Valley is pretty rough. It's rough. So we're going to the one in Irvine. Yeah, we're so going to go to the one in Irvine. Tom Phillips Drive. I think we should yeah, do I think we should do regional <laughs> meetups. Like Are you people going, going to tour? Oh. tour? Can we get back in the in the motorhome? Yeah. In the shooty yeah. motorhome? Like we, I'll ask Can you dad. tow it for us, Scott? My, yeah, I'll run it into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Did we Dad, talk about? Approve? Did we tell that story about how you delayed one of our recordings because you crashed a, a trailer? I think so. We I talked about think it then. So yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. I'm pretty sure. Go we listen did. to that episode. Yeah, that was season one. I think it was the it was the recording where we did Blood Diamond. <laughs> uh it was at it was at my house. It was at your house. At my 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 that's yeah. right. House. Yes, and that's and right. I think it was it was either the recording that we did Blood Diamond or it was either the recording that we did. Oh, it had to be. It was the recording that we did Blood Diamond. Uh, so look around Blood Diamond, poke around a little bit, and you'll hear us talking about crashing. Because Zach came over trailer. to my house the night before. Yeah, and, and Scott and I over. were supposed to. Yeah, and then uh, and then we get a call, and it's like, hey, we're, we're going to be very late. <laughs> yep. So you do that again with your parents one. Yeah. 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 I'm going to pull it right into a tree. Yeah. Um. I, question for you guys: Does this story work better in this movie or as um, the Shia LaBeouf Disturbia movie? I haven't seen Disturbia. Uh, I think it works for me. It works better in this movie. I think Disturbia is all around. I mean, it's newer. Um, it has so Shia it's, LaBeouf. So it's a lot more like that's a plus. Does it, is Beans in it too? <laughs> Beans is not in it. I think he's in it. But I kind of hated Disturbia, to be honest. I feel like watching... I, I didn't think that anyone would answer this question honestly, so... Oh. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely I never hated saw it, Disturbia. So. It's, it's the same premise. It's a kid gets an ankle monitor because he's like a rebellious, rambunctious young person. Mm-hmm. And he gets an ankle monitor. He's stuck in his house and he starts like paying attention to what his neighbors are up to. This is the Beans character, by the way. <laughs> okay. This isn't Shia. This is Beans. No, it's Beans. <laughs> it's Shia. So be- is Beans in every Shia? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he's contractually obligated. As, yeah. Beans. as Beans. He's as Beans. He's not always... He, he doesn't... Most Sometimes of the time he doesn't extra. get lines. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time he's an extra, but he's an extra credited as Beans. <laughs> All right. Beans plays the Grace Kelly part in Disturbia. Wow. Wow. I could see he would he would kill that. Crush it. I just agree. as I elegant. Just, Honestly, I would be here for a story in which Shia LaBeouf <laughs> is in a romantic relationship with that beans. with beans. I think you need I to would, I would be here for I that. I think you need to rewatch Disturbia. So he's Or even Stevens. He's Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> he's not his character from Even Steve. Wasn't Lewis and Even Steve? Lewis, yeah. yeah. He's not Lewis. He is Shia LaBeouf. 
But beans is beans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they but they have a romantic like relationship. On it's like it's like broke back beans. <laughs> beans yeah. is always beans. <laughs> so Zach, you uh, off <laughs> you broke Scott yeah, off podcast. You talked about a new segment on the show, which is uh, reboots, which I would kill myself <laughs> if, they, if they happen. That's not one of them. I would watch that. But what was the one that you said you would? Uh, the the rumored reboot of Vertigo starring Robert Denny Jr. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. That I will end my life. Uh, <laughs> I on, really like Vertigo, set. so that's, I... That's coming. Like, that's confirmed. Yeah, it's I a think. bummer you'll, that I'm going to have to kill myself. You'll, like, like emulate yourself like it's Tiananmen yeah. Square. Like Yeah, I'm going to soak myself in gasoline. <laughs> And I'm going to burn myself. Is it just because it's coming out or if you watch it, you have to? Just because it's coming out. Okay. Just because it exists and is in yeah, the world. Yeah, not even because it's coming out, because it's being made. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> Robert Denny Jr. is going to see me on fire. <laughs> and, and, and you're going to be like, RDJ did this. And yeah. Light it. yeah. Yeah. He'll know that that this is the consequence of his actions. Okay. Is Pretty it, big bummer. Is, is it that Vertigo is being remade or is it that RDJ's in it? I think that if we were making a remake of Vertigo well, I don't think I'd be that mad about it, but I don't, I just don't see. You don't have confidence. This feels like a cash grab to me. Right. Okay. RDJ, RDJ is huge. You know, like he, he just stopped being Iron Man or maybe he's hasn't a good stopped, actor, maybe hasn't stopped being Iron Man. Uh, I'm not saying that he's not a good actor. I'm saying that this to me feels like a cash grab and I wish it didn't exist. And like, like let's, and also like in the, in the realm of why I hate remakes, I just want something new okay let me pitch you something okay we remake vertigo okay with beans oh okay (laughs) yeah no that's new okay i want that (laughs) you want it yeah i I desire that (laughs) what if (laughs) desire beans is the jimmy stewart character right shia is the shia is the grace kelly yes wow okay that's a big twist but i think i could get it's like the inverse of their rear their disturbia relationship yeah their broke back beans Mm-hmm. Okay, but now it now it's uh, now now it's uh, like, like like Beansback Mountain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what it's called. It's a, that's what it's called. It's a remake of Vertigo, <laughs> but they call it Beansback Mountain. <laughs> but, but there's but, no mountains. But he's still the character. Be- yes, he's the character. Do. Beans. Yes. So it's it's simultaneously a continuation of Even Stevens. A remake of Vertigo and a so, sequel to the Disturbia remake of Rear Window. So, so he he meets Shia LaBeouf and he's like, "You look a lot like my friend Lewis." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and the whole time he's just sort of like uh, like building a world around you know Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I'll watch that. I'll watch that 10 times. To be his friend, Lewis. I will see that in theaters four times and watch it on demand six. <laughs> I'm bummed that that can't be the the regional theater viewing experience that we <laughs> offer the tots. Yeah, I would watch. Yeah, that's a bummer. One of us just needs to befriend Shia LaBeouf. That doesn't sound hard. And uh, uh, we pitch this, produce it. I'd be a little scared to befriend him. RP I think makes I'd rather try to befriend Beans. <laughs> <laughs> he seems but Beans easier. doesn't have juice. He can't make this happen. Shia could make this but happen. maybe Beans beans has enough juice with shia i doubt it oh yeah i, th- I doubt they're he connected dumped beans? I, oh a thousand percent he dumped beans like 30 years they're still contractually obligated <laughs> but they say, don't speak oh, but they hate each other their, they chemi- hate their each chemistry other. in disturbia is so is so great though <laughs> the- 
I'm gonna be honest. I know so little about Disturbia that Beans might be it. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Well, getting back to Rear Window for a little bit before we wrap up and get out of here. Uh, how uh, Zach and I both already kind of shared how this ranks for us of the Hitchcock movies that we've reviewed so far. But I'm just kind of curious for Jake, for you and and for you, Scott, since we're all late bloomers to this, how does this stack up against the other three Hitchcock films that we've done so far? Do you want to go first? Uh, so we have Vertigo, North by Northwest and Psycho. Yeah. Um, I'd probably put it around Psycho around the same. It, and those are my lower two, I think. I think I would agree. I would agree with Zach, but in a much different way that I would call this mid for Hitchcock, but that's not like, like being mid of that bunch is still very good. It's not as demeaning as the way that I meant it. Yeah. Right. So like, like, do I like it as much as vertigo? Do I like it as much as North by Northwest dial M for murder? Probably not. But do I really like it? Yeah. Like what I, if would I watch it again, probably like I will watch this movie again at some point in my life, you know, uh, I like it. Definitely, definitely better than birds, <laughs> which I don't like. Sorry, dad. All right. Well, what do you guys say? We put this one to bed. Yeah. Jake, you're up first. I'm going to give this movie an 8.5 broken legs. I'm going to give this um, 7.3 stolen rings given to the police. Tyler. I'm also going to give this 8.5 red pills taken by a very sad single lady. Zach? Lonely Hearts. I'm going to give it um, 7.2 rear windows. (laughs) Gosh, you're getting lazier and lazier with these. (laughs) Your heart's not in this bit anymore. This comes out to a 77%. Uh, Just a reminder, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 98%. IMDb gave it an 8.5%. Uh, and this comes out to a 77% on uh, Rotten Potatoes. That's respectable, I think. Yeah. It's I, not, I would have liked it a little bit higher, but I like it. Yeah, it's movie number 70 out of 130. Right so in the middle. Just in yeah. the into the bottom 50, but it's right in the middle. Very good. Where are we going next week? Scott, you bastard. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think everyone knows we're going to the next installment of the greatest franchise ever made. Iron Man? Look, <laughs> we didn't think we could rate Too Fast, Too Furious as high as we did. Just, just wait till we get to Three Fast, Three Furious, baby. Three Fast, Three Furious is coming up uh, next week. We and- surprised ourselves again. <laughs> I think it's going to be an ongoing surprise. <laughs> we'll get higher and higher. Just- Every month, there's a new one. It's like, wow. Higher like, higher and higher, but also lower and lower somehow. Higher and higher in numbers of Fast and Furious, but lower and lower in score. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it to 11. Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.